Asia-Pacific currents. News and labour issues from the Asia-Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock. On Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning, good morning, and that's right, uh, it's Asia Pacific Currents. My name is Pierre Morrow, and I'll be bringing you this week's program of Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links, every week at 9 o'clock here on your favourite community radio station, 3CR Radio. And thanks a lot to the Solidarity Breakfast program, and that was a bit of a different um, music, a um, bit of a break there. It was uh, Burundian um, drummers, so that was very nice. I was enjoying that. Um, now, if you want to contact us or you want more information on the new items that we bring, you can um, uh, contact us for our website, oldws.aawl.org.au, or you can go to our Facebook page, or we're available on Twitter as well. Now on this uh, program for the last day of April, the 30th of April, we in the second half of the program we'll have a sorry, a uh, interview with Dr. Jong Kong from who she's the spokesperson of Sharps, the supporters of the health and rights of people in the semiconductor industry in South Korea. So that will be, and um, basically we'll, uh, we've had her on the program before and uh, she'll be bringing an update on what's happening uh, around uh, occupational health and safety, especially um, uh, in Samsung Corporation in South Korea. And um, that story really is a, is a good segue to go in our um, roundup of news stories from the region because early this week, the 28th of April, was the International Workers Memorial Day and this was commemorated um, everywhere around the world. It was last Thursday and it was marked by around the world by actions and ceremonies to remember those workers who have died at work and to fight for safe and health workplaces. Places as diverse as uh, Melbourne, Hong Kong, Manila and Jakarta held um, ceremonies to um, fight for occupational health and safety. And of course in the same week on the third anniversary of the collapse of the Rana Plaza in Dhaka, Bangladesh was also commemorated and here on uh, last Sunday we had a um, commemoration in Burke Street Mall and if you want to see the photos you can go to our Facebook page. Now, unfortunately, here in um, Australia um, this week, we've, um, well, we had um, a bit of good news, but also bad news in terms of the whole refugee issue. Now, in a long expected verdict, verdict, the Supreme Court of Papua New Guinea this week declared the Australian Refugee Detention Centre in Manus as illegal. It ordered its immediate closure, a direction that the PNG government said it will implement as soon as possible. This decision once again highlighted the repressive and inhumane nature of Australia's treatment of asylum seekers. 
Meanwhile, in the Nauru Detention Centre, daily protests continue and a, a refugee, Omid, uh, set himself on fire in front of a UN inspection team a few days ago. Unfortunately, yesterday he died. So it's another death on the on the whose responsibility is the various Australian governments. Refugee activists are planning demonstration uh, all around Australia and uh, last night there were some all around uh, Australia. But um, today at one o'clock at the State Library, there is a demonstration here in Melbourne in the centre of the city. So if you can get there, one o'clock State Library, fight for the rights of refugees. That's right. This is Brother West from the American Empire trying to keep alive the legacy of John Coltrane, Curtis Mayfield, Nina Simone, and I am so glad you are listening to 3CR because 3CR is a force for good. It's telling the truth and allows you both to laugh, not at but with others. Oh, what a grand radio station it is. And um, I like to um, agree with that, what a grand radio station 3CR is. Um, moving um, further into the region, um, last week, um, Saul Pillas, the Secretary General of the Migrante International Organization, died following complications from a heart attack. Saul had been a domestic worker in Hong Kong for 25 years. Through her work in Hong Kong and seeing the exploitation that Filipino migrant workers were subjected to, Saul became more and more active in fighting for the rights of migrant workers in the Philippines. In the last couple of years, Seoul was based in the Philippines, still fighting for workers' rights, and was actually the Secretary-General of Migrante International. Her work and contribution will not be forgotten. Mabu Haika Seoul Pilas. Meanwhile, nearby, repression and resistance in Thailand continues. This week, the military um, government arrested another 10 anti-dictatorship activists as well as breaking up anti-government demonstrations. Some of those arrested have now been accused of crimes under either the Sedition Act or the Les Majest Act. And as listeners would know, uh, both of these laws uh, are quite draconian and carry heavy jail sentences and um, uh, you really can't appeal appeal them the way they're, they're framed. In a separate incident, an automotive parts company is trying to use the rule of the military to dismiss Bunyan Sukhmai, a Labour organiser. And of course, on the eve of the... Um, while all this is going on, let's not forget our uh, comrade Somyota Pruksakamsebsuk, who um, today is the fifth anniversary of his incar- incarceration. Somyot was a noted journalist and labour activist, and he got sentenced to 11 years under the Les Majest law. There is an international campaign for calling for his immediate release, and um, there is also a letter, international letter campaign. So if you want to know how to write to Somyot to say he's not been forgotten, uh, you can go to our website. Uh, the news uh, item will be up. Uh, tomorrow evening and um, you can see where to write to him in uh, in jail in um, in Thailand Hi this is Mitchell from Cut Copy and you're listening to 3CR please support community radio subscribe now
we go to South Asia, where earlier this month, over 10,000 garment workers in the southern Indian city of Bangalore paralyzed large sections of the city by holding a snap demonstration in some of the city's busiest roads. The workers were angry about a planned change to the Employee Provident Fund. While this threat to their social welfare entitlements sparked the protest, the reality is that these government workers have long-standing grievances around the paying conditions that they have to work under. So I will wish them all the best in their actions and follow-up protests. We go nearby also in South Asia where political murders uh, continue to sow fear in Bangladesh. This week, uh, Reza Karim Siddiq, an English professor, and Julhas Manan and Tanai Mojunda, two gay, right, two gay right activists, were murdered in Dhaka in targeted political killings. These three murders are just the latest of a series of attacks on secular and human rights activists in the last few years. All these attacks are quite clearly part of a strategy by Islamic reactionary elements in Bangladeshi society to increase fear and tension, a rise in religious and ethnic ethnic conflict in Bangladesh will only divide and weaken the labor movement who have struggled hard to organize and improve their lives and that 's the end of the news roundup from the region and of course um just to remind people that tomorrow is the 1st of May. It's the International Day for workers all around the world. So um, there's going to be marches all around the, um, the world uh, tomorrow. And uh, here in, uh, in Melbourne, there will also be a, a march. It's going to be the 122nd May Day March in Melbourne. So um, it um, meet at Trades Hall at 1 p.m. and uh, march for with, the, with your fellow workers as a class to demand workers' rights and to, um, for workers to change the world. It's 40 years that the station's been around. I hope it's around for the next 40 years. CR has been a trailblazer. It's still the leader and the benchmark in terms of actually engaging the community. The role it plays is really, really, really important. And the role it plays in empowering people on a personal level, empowering communities and giving communities the power to actually take a bit of control of their future cannot be underestimated. It's just um, 11 past um, 9 o'clock here on Asia Pacific Currents, brought to you every week by Australia Asia Worker Links um, on 3CR Radio. And uh, if you somehow missed it, it's our 40th birthday. Now, as I mentioned at the start of the um, of the of the program, um, I caught up um, uh, last week with Dr. Jong Kong, who is the spokesperson for an organisation called Sharps in South Korea. Sharps stands for 
for the um, supporters for the health and rights of people in the semiconductor industry and um, especially in relation to the Samsung Corporation. So um, I interviewed her about how their campaign going and some of the issues that workers and unions face in South Korea to protect workers' health. There have been more recent deaths of Samsung electronic workers due to exposure to the chemicals that we're working with. Can you briefly tell us what has happened? Last year, December 27th, a female worker died from lung cancer and she was born in 1986 and she went to Samsung Electronics the LCD manufacturing facility uh, right after graduation of the high school and from 2003 December until 2011 May she worked there for seven and a half years and then quit the job due to the health problem and then in 2013 she got the terminal stage of lung cancer so she got that terminal stage of lung cancer in her 20s and died in 20s and she never smoked and there is no lung cancer in her family history but during her work in Samsung Electronics she was exposed to chemicals such as acetone and isopropyl alcohol and other organic solvents and also she worked you know manually and she needed to work various kind of different many different jobs without proper education and training on safety and health but the government uh, refused to recognize her cancer as occupational one because uh, they could not find any evidence through the investigation of the factory because actually they investigated long after her working period which means in 2014 so <laughs> So far, shops have has heard 76 deaths from Samsung Electronics Semiconductor and LCD manufacturing uh, facilities. And last year, in 2015, six of the workers died from cancer and other disease. So it's kind of ongoing problem. A, it's a terrible toll on, on, on workers and that is obviously just the, the, the ones that die, let alone the ones that get injured. So have there been any cases that have gone to court regarding compensation for this damage? Actually, here in Korea, the workers' compensation and recognition of occupational disease is very slow and actually, in general, it's really anti workers right but i can tell you that slow but very steadily uh, we have achieved the recognition and compensation so for example this year at the end of january we got the victory uh, through the court that ovarian cancer from samsung semiconductor factory is related to work uh, so this is the the first in Korea, uh, the first case of ovarian cancer, and 
This is also very young female worker who got the cancer in early 20s and she died actually uh, after 12 years of struggle against the cancer. So we got very important victory. But sorry to say the government appealed to this court decision. So now this historical victory is delayed again. So we are fighting for achieving this kind of legal compensation and recognition because it's very critical to make the the employers and the government do their responsibility to for prevention. Yes, and unfortunately, it's in many countries of of the world, it's uh, it's very hard to get. Uh, good compensation for workers who get injured. Now also uh, Samsung uses a lot of uh, subcontracting workers who are employed by subcontracting companies and this has created new problems as well in terms of occupational health and safety standards. I think this is very generalized and serious problem that uh, subcontract workers are exposed more and more to the hazards of the workplace because the big companies, they they do not have, they protected the workers. Rather, these big companies choose to move the hazards into the smaller companies or outsource those hazards into the subcontract workers and here is very 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 critical accident here in Korea recently so last January we found five subcontract workers working for the components of smartphone of Samsung were exposed to the methyl alcohol which means methanol and they lost their vision. Uh, so two of these victims lost their vision uh, permanently and others are still under the treatment. So these workers, just they used this toxic chemical, very, very notorious toxic, toxic chemicals without any protection. And even the employer who hired the subcontract workers did not know this kind of chemical can affect the vision and permanent uh, visual loss. So this is very clear evidence to show how so-called occupational safety and health management cannot succeed without proper regulation of the subcontract works. And same as other countries, Korean government try to push the new labor policy which gives more freedom of employers to use the subcontract workers especially for the dangerous and hazardous work so this labor policy or the politics is very very important to protect workers life and the right you're very correct uh, there, Jong. And of course, um, one of the features of the Samsung Corporation that it's got a real long history of repressing 
any union organising inside its factory. Is that still the case for workers in Samsung? I'm very sad to say this answer, but yes, still Samsung, they never, never permit the, the workers union or any types of independent organization of workers. But uh, there are some workers, especially in Samsung Electronics Service Center. They, they are indirect employees of Samsung and they repair Samsung Electronics, home electronics. And these workers made their union and still they are fighting to keep this. The major unionists are punished or dismissed and they are under super big pressure, uh, but still they are fighting to keep this independent union. And also there is a branch of Samsung Group which is called as Everland. The name is Amusement Park, <laughs> but the company itself it does not have Amusement Park only, but also it has a lot of different business. And a few workers organize themselves into the independent union, and, and also they are fighting against huge union boosting of Samsung. We can only uh, wish all these uh, workers all the best because we know the importance of unions in terms of occupational health and safety standards. Now, getting back to your mm -hmm. campaigning, one mm -hmm. of the big actions that you're doing is you're having a sit-in outside Samsung's corporate headquarters in Seoul. Um, can you tell yeah. us how many months you've been there and what are your demands? We started that October 7th last year, so it's a, a, about 200 days now, 24 hours uh, on the street. And we started this sit-in protest demanding Samsung's sincerity on the social talk, which means several years ago they had suggested to have a talk over occupational disease. Uh, so Shops and Samsung agreed with three agenda talk. I mean, talk on three agenda, a policy, compensation, and prevention. And we had two years of social talk. But last year, Samsung just broke their promise for this uh, because they hate the process of talk and they just made their unilateral compensation system and they announced that everything is done now all the problem is ad addressed and there is no need to talk so actually uh, the victims and activists in shops uh, we were uh, deceived by Samsung so the, the main demand of our sit-in protest is that Samsung should keep their own promise on social talk over occupational disease and they should do their responsibility. So we are waiting for their response and we want to keep going the social talk. 
obviously um, you're having a very hard fight on your on your hands and of course uh, regular listeners to this program would also know that in the last few months especially um, at the end of last year and early this year there have been a mm-hmm. lot of arrests of trade unionists in South Korea how has yeah. this impacted on you in terms is it harder for you to campaign or for workers rights now actually it's terrible here you cannot believe that is 21st century if you see the police and the government and all the companies are suppressing and they are doing their the worst thing that they can imagine to suppress the unionists and especially KCTU the biggest organization of korea workers they KCTU also has a lot of damage by this suppression so in general even in kctu and it's worse in the individual company level so you can say that old independent and democratic union are suffering from very very hard pressure and actually very recently there are several death of unionists because of very long-term suppression they got depression uh, the mental illness and committed suicide so it's really heartbreaking and also we are here we have achieved the the basic right based on the solidarity among workers and now you can see all those people in our solidarity line are suffering from their own struggle uh, and very inhuman suppression. So, yeah, it's very hard period. But I can say that uh, shops is not only the the victim of this hard time, but also everyone in Korea is going through this hard difficult bad times and i really hope we can overcome very soon we wish you all all the very best and uh, we send our greetings and solidarity and uh, we'll certainly keep our listeners and ourselves updated with your very very important fight for the the lives and the health of of workers so thank you very much thank you and all the best Hey, join us for the launch of 3CR's 40th anniversary book, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR. The book tells the story of 3CR's contribution to Australian cultural and political life and will be launched at Bella Union Bar at Trades Hall on Friday the 6th of May at 6pm. The evening includes speakers, revolutionary drinks, nibbles and the opportunity to get your copy of Radical Radio celebrating 40 years of 3CR. RSVP at 3crbooklaunch.eventbrite.com.au That sounds a um, great event to attend, the the book launch coming up in um, a couple of weeks, really. So um, it's almost the end of our program here on Asia Pacific Currents. You were listening to an interview I recently did with Dr. Jong Kong, who's the spokesperson of Sharps, the supporters for the health and rights of people in the semiconductor industry. So um, very interesting. We certainly wish uh, her and her um, 
Labour uh, comrades um, all the best uh, in that uh, very important fight. Um, now, just before we go, we are up to the end of the program. It's just on 27 past 9 o'clock. Just to remind you that um, this afternoon at 1 p.m. at the State Library in the centre of Melbourne, there is a uh, rally in support of refugees and to demand the closure of the um, offshore camps and to bring the refugees back here in Australia for processing and resettling. So that's um, today, 1 p.m., State Library. And tomorrow, of course, it's May Day. And um, so join uh, all your um, sisters and brothers uh, as a class um, outside Trades Hall at 1 o'clock for, a mar- for the May Day March. So that's tomorrow, 1pm, outside Trades Hall, the annual May Day March. That's really all the time that we have for, uh, for today. Uh, my name is Pierre Morrow. We'll be back next week with another program of Asia-Pacific Currents, bringing you the news from the um, labour movement in the Asia-Pacific region. Um, stay tuned to 3CR. Have a great day. And um, we'll be back um, after this community announcement with uh, Palestine Remembered. Right, gentlemen. This panel is now on air. In July 1976... From an old warehouse in High Street, Armadale, 3CR Community Radio hit the airwaves, heralding 40 years of independent, community-owned and controlled radio. This will be the first station owned and operated by a cooperative of community organisations on a Melbourne-wide basis. This is 3CR. As the status quo of old media is challenged, as publications come and go, in a country with the highest concentration of media ownership in the world, 3CR continues to broadcast radical, insightful radio 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're not talking about land rights, we're talking about sovereignty. That's why it's important for us to be at the 10 Embassy. From the protests against the Franklin River Dam to the 1998 waterfront dispute, from the east-west tunnel picket to the Aboriginal 10 Embassy, the history of 3CR is dynamic and passionate and ongoing. I was born here, I will die here. I am not moving. So as we celebrate 40 years in 2016, we ask you, our volunteers, listeners and supporters, to join in in saying... Happy birthday, 3CR! You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.